boozoo, boozoo. Welcome back to the Lack the Flambeau Talk Show. I'm your host, Jackson, and I have three special guests today. Today I'm here with Kendall, Osawa, and Mr. Peterson. A ho, boozoo, boozoo, Kendall, and Osawa, and Mr. Peterson. Today I'm also joined by Mr. Value. One of our Ojibwe teachers here at Lacta Flambo School, uh, Mr. Valley. Could you tell us a little bit about yourself? Well, uh, I'm I'm a educator here at the Lacta Flambo Public School. I've been in education since uh, 1997, and so I've been doing it a while. I'm a uh, father of seven and a grandfather of nine 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 grandchildren, mostly boys. I'm involved in ceremonies in our community, traditional ceremonies. I live my life in the culture, basically. Sun up to sun down. Everything I do is uh, something something to do with our culture. Super tradition. Oh, get get to go. Get get to go. Anishinaabe. Anishinaabe win is in day. It's called living the life of an Indian. And uh, living the life of an Indian is uh, is Manatajigewin, is respect of uh all living things that the great spirit put down on the earth for us to use. And that's uh, that's our way of life as native people. And is that what Mr. Peterson lives by? Um, yeah, that's what Mr. Peterson is actually my apprentice. Um, Mr. Peterson came on board about two years ago under my wing. Um, uh, Mr. Lawrence Mann is another one of my apprentices. And these guys are learning canoe building from me. Also, uh, Anishinaabe Moen, our language. But uh, some of the other cultural areas like hunting, fishing, netting, spearing through the ice, um, maple sugaring, Kawin, um harvesting wild rice, all of the things that we do as Anishinaabe in a cultural year, that's what um, I've been teaching these young men to, um, to hopefully someday to make them culture and language teachers so that when I leave the district, our program will move forward in a positive way, in a strong way. And um, they will uh, fulfill our vision. And the elder that taught me a lot of the things that I know, his name was Ozawabek, and that means gold medal. His English name was Joe Chosa. And Joe Chosa was a, uh, an amazing, amazing tribal member. He lived to be 97 years old. He was in the rice bed for 82 seasons of his life. So um, he knew more about wild rice than anybody I've ever met. And uh, he was very, very particular about the way he think he did things and the way he handled things about respect of all living things that the Great Spirit provided for us. So with that, one of the things that he told me when I was a young educator, when he was training me, he said, "You know, it took uh, it took the it took the Europeans, the white man, systematically." a hundred years to take our language and our culture away from the Anishinaabe. So with that said, he said, it's going to take us a hundred years for us to get it back. He said, so I'm doing the first 25. You're going to do the next 25. And the guys you train, they'll do the next 25. And it's the people they train what's going to bring our people into fluency once again. And the Anishinaabe way of life, understanding our values and our teachings and our customs that, um, like I tell the young people, our ancestors not only left us with, with, with trauma, they left us with resilience and power and knowledge and perseverance and intelligence. So we should be using those to navigate our way into the future. So um, 
yeah, so I've been around a while doing these things and uh, have a vision of keeping it going so that someday my great-grandchildren will benefit from it. So today we have a couple questions about the Purdue University. So why did the school send you to, to Indiana there? To build a canoe. Did you enjoy building that canoe? Yeah, I did. It was a lot of fun. Hard work too, huh? Yeah, a lot of hard work goes into building a canoe. Do you have any examples of that work? I got one. Um, you have to go out and collect all the cedar. You have to go out in the forest, find some cedar trees. So what was the purpose of the trip? Basically, the point of our, the trip was to launch the canoe in a river because it's been many years since. Many, has, <laughs> many, many years since one has been launched. What was one of the finest moments of the trip for you? When, I, when the canoe was launched in the river. Do we know what that river was? The Wabash River. What was the finest moment of the trip for you, Mr. Valley? Having the eighth grade students come down and participate with the project and be exposed to a major Big Ten university like Purdue. Purdue is a uh, school where Neil Armstrong, the, the great astronaut who, who actually walked on the moon, um, the Neil, Neil Armstrong Engineering Building, we had people from there working, um, looking at the technology from Birch Park Canoe Building with our, with our group, and uh, it was quite interesting. Lots of engineers and um, lots of people in industry there. Wow, that's really cool, huh? So does that mean that there's possibly going to be a birch bark canoe sent to the moon? Maybe. we can If you can paddle it there. <laughs> oh. About you, Osawa, what was the finest moments on the trip for you? I'd probably say walking the canoe there. It was pretty fun. And also just launching the canoe. It was, uh, it was one point, one point, I think two miles from the place the canoe was built all the way to the Wabash River. So we walked all the way across campus that day. There was a lot of people checking us out. And uh, the cool thing, it was uh, Indigenous Day. Instead of uh, us celebrating Christopher Columbus Day and the Doctrine of Discovery, we were, in, we were celebrating Indigenous Day, Native People's Day. And by launching that canoe, we were sending a message to the world that the Anishinaabe people were still alive and were still thriving and were still on the planet. And, and uh, we've turned into modern Indians, but our beliefs and our ways and our morals and our teachings, they're, they're still very evident in our tribe. And through canoe building, it's, uh, there's a lot of things that you have to know to be a canoe builder. A lot of different environments you have to know. A lot of different techniques from our ancestors you got to know. So there's a lot to it. And then that technology is incredible. Do you have anybody special that taught you them techniques? Yes, it's uh, a couple of teachers. One was Marvin Defoe from Redcliffe. Another teacher of mine, his name was George Magizic, and he was from uh, Iron, Iron Mountain, Michigan, George and Mary. He lived to be 97 years old, that old man, and uh, he probably built over 70, 80 canoes in his life. And uh, when I was quite young, I got a chance to spend some time with him in the summer, and um, it got me interested in canoe building. And, uh, and then when I found out that there wasn't that many canoe builders left in Anishinaabe country, I decided that I wanted to learn that. Not only learn it, but be able to teach it one day so that we never lose that because these canoes carry culture. They carry our past, they carry our future and who we are as a people. Everything we, everywhere we went, we went by Birch Bar Canoe. 
the great migration from the eastern seaboard to Madeline Island was done by Birch Park Canoe. So uh, Wigwasajiman played a big role in uh, the industrial year and the cultural year of the Anishinaabe for a couple of millenniums. So what does the Wigwasajiman mean for those of whom that don't know well, Ojibwe? Well, literally, it's um, people, uh, uh, the generic term is Birch Park Canoe, but um, the word Wigwasajiman, actually, it's deeper than that. Um, it comes from the word Ojim, which means to give something a kiss. And so Oji, Ojimishin means to give me a kiss. So, listen, I'm teaching you something. So, um, so when we, we, uh, when we seal the birch bark canoe, sometimes there's little bitty tiny pinholes in the bark where we can't tell if that would be if that would be a leak in the canoe. So we put our lips up to the bark and we if we can suck air back and forth, then we know water's gonna go through there. So we put a little pitch on there in the sealing process. So people's mouths up against the canoe like that. The bark that receives a kiss is what Gmon means. That's where it comes from. That's pretty cool. Got it. Mr. Valier says he was making history on the trip. What kind of history? And what does he mean by that? Um, it was the first time in a couple hundred years, I think, that a birch bark canoe was launched in the Wabash River. So I think that's just a pretty cool, what's the word? Yes. It's like it's like just a pretty cool point in time, you know? That Almost like it was pretty cool that we were present for that. Because that's history, basically. So you guys' names will be in the history books for Native history, huh? Yes, sir. You said a couple hundred years, was it? Yeah, so at yeah. least a couple hundred years. The Anishinaabe people, that's as far as we went south, all the way down to the Wabash River in Indiana. Um, our great migration, um, our brethren, the Budewadami, the Potawatomis, came down through Michigan around where Chicago is and went south. And, uh, and a band called the Pokagan Band of the Potawatomis actually took up residence in Indiana and were, were there for quite a long time until um, they were forcibly removed 184 years ago by the Americans that wanted the land. So our people were pushed out of there. And even today, the Pokagan Band is just now getting federal recognition. So they're Anishinaabe people. And... Um, that's one of the reasons why we named that canoe the Council of the Three Fires, to honor the three tribes that make up the Anishinaabe, the Ojibwe, the Ottawas, and the Potawatomis. They're our brethren. Very similar cultures and language. See that that canoe is given recognition to the three fires or the three tribes, and uh, I don't know, it's, that's pretty cool to see that these tribes are starting to get more recognition and to see that. So our, our main mission for this project and all of the culture projects that we do and we go share in different residencies throughout the country, we have a message as Anishinaabe people, and that message is the importance of clean water to drink and clean air to breathe. And we look at cultures, and um, it's going to take all of the cultures all people working together to make the planet a better place. And instead of, instead of looking for differences in people, we try to find similarities in people, no matter what your color is. 
And that similarity, and it brings us together as a tribe called the human tribe, Bimanazijig, we're all in it together. We all, we all share that and the importance of clean water to drink and clean air to breathe. It's something the hum, all of the human tribe needs to survive. And if we don't uh, wake up and start changing our ways and finding better ways of doing things, we're going to be in trouble. And at times, your guys' great-grandchildren, that's when it will be very evident. So if we, what we do today matters, people. The things we do today for the environment matters. So it's so important that um, we speak up for our grandmother, the earth, and make sure um, that um, our message is out there, that there still are clean places on the planet that are good. And Birch Park Canoe Building, it takes us in all of the different environments of northern Wisconsin, not just the woods. It takes us to the wetlands. It takes us to the swamps. It takes us to the lakes. It takes us to the top of the trees. It takes us underneath the ground. All these different environments that um, that we need to go and um, harvest materials for birch bark canoes. Those are all connected. That's the ecosystem. And one thing relies on the next. That's why our people, we look at the plants and the animals, not as a resource, but we look at them as our older brothers and sisters. That's why we have Manatajigawin, respect. We look at our older brothers, the plants and the animals, the trees. They don't need humans to live. The animals, they don't need humans to live. But we sure need them. So wouldn't it make sense to respect the things you count on? Okay? And some, somehow, some way, we've kind of lost touch with that as a human tribe. So... Our message of Benazi Bagatanamawin, clean air that we breathe, and Benazi Nibbe, the clean water that we drink, it's very, very important. It's important now, and it's very important for Ge Ondadazijig, for the ones that are not yet born. That will be your grandchildren. So, what we do today matters. That's pretty inspirational there, Mr. Valley. Uh-huh. You've said that's about everything that needed to be said. Them words need to get out to everywhere possible. People need to realize. Well, you see, on the, on the last um, residency we did, it was at Northwestern University. We had lots of different um, um, idealistic students from the university that came on the project, from the medical college to archaeologists, to the business school, um, to all these different um, careers and positions and, and things people do, occupations. And we got that message out to all those people. Hopefully, someday, those, those young people, when they finish their education, they will be in industry. They will be in government. They will be running, running our country. So planting that seed of those important things is very important. Because they're the ones that are going to cha- make the change. You guys are the ones that are going to make the change. But um, our responsibility is to do what we can right now. And um, that's very important. So we did an interview with CBS News Hour. And they aired it the following week, which was a Sunday night, a news hour. 
and they estimated that 30 million people saw that interview that day. And our message got out to 30 million people. So when you ask, what can a small group of people do for the environment? There's your answer. We did that, and we're continuing to do it. And we need all your help, and we need everybody's help to keep moving forward of making sure that there's always clean water to drink and always clean air to breathe. Yo. Me glitch, me glitch, Mr. Valley, for them words. That's a wrap, isn't it? (laughs) Holy creeps. All right. Uh Uh-huh.